Sorry, Phil. Don't you mean, oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Dude, my voice is going to sound a little messed up. <laughs> I'm coming in hot, but I'm coming in sick, bro. Gross. I've been so dang sick all week, and I threw out my back, my neck. Great. And, uh, you know, I'm still here to do this show. I feel pretty good right now i'm like i reach a point in my life when i get sick that i'm like when i get sick i'm like dying okay and then i've had enough of being sick and i'm like i don't care how sick you are get your butt up and get out of bed and do something with your life and that's where i'm at now nice i've given my body a chance to recover if you can't recover after a week laying on the couch and in bed then there's something wrong with you body yeah, body. So now it's put up or shut up. I'm forcing you to get better. So I like here it. I am. I like it. You might have some coughing on this show. <laughs> See? Damn I just it. said it. <clears throat> I apologize right now. You Bring know? some disinfecting wipes for my microphone. I, I should. We sh- yeah. Gross. We should just toss this one and get a new one. Yeah, let's throw it in the trash. Uh, um, so I'm sorry in advance, people. Sorry. I'm sick. What do you want me to do? Not cough? What do you want me to do? Not have a show? I got to do what I got to do. So here we are. Let's do it. It's the Drum Brigade podcast. I am so happy. I'm just, I'm just proud, Phil. Just proud to be here. I'm happy to be here, too. I missed you, <laughs> fool. It's I been know. way too long. It's been like a week off. I haven't seen you in like at least five weeks. That's really, like really rare. We and Phil see each other at least once a week. At least. At least. Um, I guess it's only been two weeks. Yeah. It feels like, weeks, feels it feels like, like an eternity. A, yeah, it seems like a really long break. Um, so we're very happy. We're just thrilled, Phil. We're just thrilled. Okay? <laughs> we're just so We're just so pleased. Uh, but last time I saw you, you had more hair. Yeah, I look different now. You cut all your hair off. Cut all my hair off. And you didn't even save it in a plastic bag for nope. me. Lost all my strength. That's probably why I got that. Why I, got, um, I was going to make some mittens out of that. <laughs> Like sheep shears or something to cut my hair. Bro, I cut my hair off. I have a totally different haircut. I know. You've even got like a I line, got a line in there. so I can look all official. Dang. Look very, very, very official. It looks very sharp. Yes. Very sharp. Very sharp. Um, went to my barber shop and was like, today's the day. And he's like, what? Really? He's been, I've only been going to my barber to get this gigantic high top fade, the kid and play haircut. But he doesn't know that this was my old haircut. Like when I was, okay, what I've been saying is for since 2014, I've had this high top fade that you've known and loved. Yeah. But before that, I had this haircut. Yeah. Minus the, the part line thing. And so from 2014 all the way until I was like 12, I've had this, this haircut. But then from when I was 12 all the way back to when I was like five or something, I've had the high top fade. So I've only had two haircuts in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. Actually, there was a short time I had like a different kind of fade, but it was still kind of like a 90s looking thing. Anyways, doesn't matter. So, but what I loved is I was thinking about it 
and thinking about it and I was like, you know me, dude, I'm kind of like, yeah, but what if I hate it? What if it like, I know it'll grow back, but it's taken a long time. And so I went in, I was like, yo, bro, I think it's time to go. And he's just like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. He's like, do you got Snapchat or something? You want to like film this? So I went Instagram live and I'm like, yo guys thinking about taking it off. And before I could be like, wait, he was already in, dude. Point of no return. He was just like taking it off. I know you even did a question being like, should yeah. I cut my hair off? And I said, no. Yeah, well. But now. But it, it looks good. He, dude, he just went for it. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't change my mind. He's like, yep, it's gone. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, hope I like it. And I'm like, if I don't, that's what hats are for. It's true. And, I, dude, I like it better. It's just, I, I don't know if I'll keep up with this clean cut, like, parted, you know, line in my hair. But I might just start cutting my hair myself. But um, I'm happy I did it. I feel, like, distinguished. I feel like people are taking me serious. I feel like there's moments where I'm like, oh, boy, why are they looking at my hair? And then, like, a lot of my friends are like, bro, what? But then they're like, I like it. So my wife likes it. She told me this morning, I really like your hair. Well, that's the most important one. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> down with it. I'm like, I've embraced it now. It's the new me. It's feel like the old me. And uh, I feel like, you know, I'm already tall as it is. And then with another like four inch or, you know, inch hair, tall hair, people are just like, what is this guy's deal? Which is cool. I want people to, you know, I want to intrigue people. But anyways, I feel like now I could just be me a guy that people should take serious can't get used to it yeah well <laughs> sure get there he's making his hands look like my old hair with no glasses that's definitely the old me yeah oh well you'll get used to it by the I'll end get of the used show to it. yeah and the show you'll be like oh yeah that's Corey. uh anyways we're gonna get into this show we got a fantastic a wonderful amazing drummer as a guest this week uh, her name is Madden. This is the problem, Phil. I, I can never. I don't ever know if I'm pronouncing their last names right. I think it's Madden Kloss, K L A S S. Um, for example, like I always say, Annika Neil- Niles, but I think it's Annika Nilis. Mm. I don't. I don't know. So I'm just gonna say it how I think her name is. Her name is Madden Kloss, and she is fantastic at drums we're gonna get to the bottom of how to pronounce your last name though oh boy phil was that you or that was me that was you i didn't put just do not disturb sorry party people coughing background noise getting emails you know what we're doing it all over here at drum brigade (laughs) um all right guys so we're gonna get into all of it i got a lot to talk about i got many a soapbox oh i bet um I've just written down so many. How many soapboxes do I have? I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We don't have to get to all of those today, but sounds like we should just have an episode of soapboxes. Of soapboxes. Yeah, I have some of them are doozies, some of them are not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with the most recent tonight <laughs> or tonight today. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Anyways, uh, and, um, Madden Kloss coming up. Very shortly. This is the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 62, Funky Phil. Woo! 
Yes, yes. I forgot to mention the guy over there that I'm talking to, turning knobs, getting here early, setting everything up, doing what he does very well, looking handsome as ever. It's the one. It's the only. Fantastic. <sighs> fantastic. Filthy, funky, 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 funky Phil Pardell. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Welcome in. Welcome in, Funky Phil. It's been too long. Just top form today. Just top form. Feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, thank you, Funky Phil, for coming in and, and setting everything up while I go to Starbucks and get my little green tea to try to get healthy. Um, anyways, this show, episode 62. Can't believe it. We're moving right along. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, you can get all this, this show on all the platforms. I say it every week, you know where to get it. <clears throat> if anything else, just go to drum brigade and you can click a link to any of the platform that suits your needs. Uh, we also have a Patreon, um, and stuff. So just go to that and do it and follow us. We both have websites, follow us, watch our stuff. Um, I have a vlog. You can check out. Just came out. I I didn't come out with, but one of the bands that I play with, um, Western Standard Time, just came out with a like a thirty minute documentary. Ooh, really good, man. That's cool. It's on YouTube, so go check that out. It just came out yesterday. I'm. It's only three of the guys: the leader, me, and Dub Robot. Is um, like the guys being interviewed and talking about this band and. That's stuff. cool. So it's good. There's some live footage from Mexico City, and it's a good documentary. It's cool. So uh, check that out. I have a vlog from that trip, too. I have all kinds of vlogs called A Day in the Life of a Drummer. Um, I'm going to update my website today, Phil. I got to do it because I keep – they're on my YouTube page, but they're not on my website. I have so. not updated my site in a long time. Yeah. Well, the last thing I did was <clears throat> remove my calendar. <laughs> yeah, I removed my calendar, too. I did the same move. Like, you know what? I'm never going to update this. It says tour dates from 2017. I'm yeah. like, this just looks bad. I'm out. So yeah. I took that down. Dude, just – Hit me up. If you want to come see me or come see Phil, use the contact form on Drum Brigade or use a contact form on either of our websites. Phil Pardell, P-A-R-D-E-L-L.com. Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Just hit us up, man. People hit us up all the time. Like, hey, I'm interested in lessons. Use the contact form. Comes directly to my phone. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't hit us up on Facebook. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. But I don't go on Facebook, people. I do. Well, like I get Facebook messages, but seriously, people hit me up on Facebook like, yo, are you available for a gig tonight? And I'm like, dude, just email me like, or call me. Mm. I mean, not that that's wrong. I'm I not think saying... a lot of people use that as instead of email these days. I don't like, I Your just. Your age is showing. I hate Facebook, dude. <laughs> I hate Facebook. I feel like only old people go on Facebook and political people. Well, even older people go on email, I think. <laughs> Dude, DM me on Instagram and that'll get to me quicker than when I see a Facebook message, I'm like, oh boy, it's normally some old person like, hey, don't buy lettuce. It's bad for you. Like, I'm like, it's been like, like you can get a disease from it or something. Or like, if you get an email from this guy, don't open it because it's like, shut up. Don't buy lettuce. (laughs) Seriously. I get those all the time. You know what I get 90% of the time on Facebook? Uh, instant messages is some little kid playing drums and they're like, bro, I remember when this was you 
or like this is i thought you would appreciate this i'm like look people i've seen every little kid you mean people send you videos people of send other me videos kids. it's most of the time okay. it's that little it's that little black kid that is that's playing to system of a down i've gotten that stinking video like <laughs> 20 times i'm like i've seen every little kid play it's cute i get it it's great they're they're really great i it's cool I don't have time to watch every little kid play drums, though, dude. I got things going on. This isn't a soapbox, Phil. We haven't. (laughs) Settle down. Yeah, it's just what I'm saying, though. It's just the the problem with stupid Facebook. I hate Facebook. All right. Anyways, this ain't about Facebook. This is about Drum Brigade right now. That's all I need to say about Drum Brigade. You just you want to listen to it? Go listen to it. You know, you can help us out a lot by sharing it. You can help us out a lot by asking questions for the show. Hey, I heard so-and-so's coming on. I'm going to ask a question. I always wondered how Madden plays such a solid, funky groove. And then we'll ask her. And then you'll be featured on the show. It's amazing. We also have products, a few products. Uh, we have stuff. We have, we do, we do, just, dude, go look up drumbrigade.com. Okay? You got it. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I think that's it, dude. That's okay. it. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Rattle, Phil, already. Seriously. It's been two weeks and I'm just, I've needed this show. That's why I have so many soapboxes, because I need to get it off my chest. I left so positive and just blissful and happy, and now I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta get something off my chest, people. <laughs> uh, anyways, Funky Phil, very happy to be back. I was gone for a week. Missed you. Yeah, man. You too. You went sailing? Went sailing on a humongous, humongous cruise ship. You played ska music on that ship? Yeah, and reggae. And reggae. Yeah, yeah. But no punk. I didn't play punk, but there was tons of punk there, on this thing. There was punk bands. Yeah. Uh, should I just start talking about that, or do you want to talk about your week? My week, yeah. My, I mean... Weeks. My weeks have been pretty standard. A lot of yeah. fun gigs. Good times. I got to sub Eddie V's a good amount Again. for you. You might as well just take the gig, dude. No, no, <laughs> never. They I, love you, man. Do they? James, well, that's, James that's, loves you, dude. That's good to hear. Phil, um, like, he said, hey, if you need help, like, finding a sub, let me know. And then I said, I, like, was skeptically asking him, oh, okay, so you're not feeling Phil? I'm like, why? And he's like, no, dude, love Phil. And I'm like, Okay, are you just being nice? Like, because why would you say that? And then he's just like, nah, dude. And then the next gig, he's like, man, Phil's great, man. He's like, I just love playing with Phil, dude. He's just like, he's like, there's no, like, problems. It's just everything is cool, and he plays great, and he's just got great attitude. And Man. Yeah. That, that, he's stoked, man. That's really sweet. That's really nice to yeah. hear. I love playing with them. <clears throat> Lily, on any, the other hand, no, I'm anytime, just anytime you need a sub for that, let me know. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy. Cool, enjoy that, and thank you. Yeah, of course, for, man, for having me. Of course, um, but my, thank you for subbing, man. Yeah, my weeks have been pretty standard. Had a sick baby for oh, a boy. few days, but he's name better. of my new band by by the way, stamp it, stamp it, sick baby. Oh, sick baby. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy to report. I did that. I can't remember if that happened while you were gone. Where I played with that uh, Don Randy. We did like that. He's that legendary pianist. Yes, from the Wrecking Crew. 
You didn't talk about that last like two uh, weeks ago. Well, we did that show and it was great. Yeah, yeah, we slayed it. It was super fun. Dope, uh, like that dope. That guy's amazing. The whole band is great. That's cool. But, I I heard you guys are trying to, should I say, poach Lily for the Cassie B project. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Ryan like hit her up and was like, "Yo." You want to come and join our band? It's weekly rehearsals and some cool gigs. And she was like, I don't, I kind of have a lot of gigs going on myself. No, I think it was just trying to get another, because it's, you've probably noticed it's hard to come by exceptional singers who are also exceptional at keyboard. Yeah. Or keyboard instruments, mm-hmm. like who can hold it down on both really well like that. So that like, would be kind of cool. We've got Jody in the mix yeah, with Cassie B, and that's great. But it's hard to find other people that can like sing leads and shred keyboards. That might be cool, though. A cool look with two blonde girls playing, like your wife and her playing keys and singing. Oh, Charlotte doesn't play that much with the... Um, um, that, that was more for the cover band. Oh, yeah. I see. The original stuff you're looking for. No, the original stuff we're good. It's the uh, cover band that we need cuz they we work a lot and mm-hmm. so, and Jody's real busy so sometimes he I can't see. do certain dates. Yeah. But um Yeah, no. Nah, no poaching going on. Just trying to Isn't it though, get, Phil? Get another person in the Isn't mix. Isn't it though? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. She's <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, um, Lily's awesome though. Dude, Lily is really good. I'm, I, I said, I think I said it last episode. She is, um, I think over the course of the last couple weeks, she, she's, she's really busy too, but she had to sub out a gig and then we had another guy come in and he played and it was cool, but it was like a lot of, it was, it was pretty smooth dude, if I must say so. Yeah. And, um, he didn't do a bad job, but I'll put it this way. We each made $1 in tips that night. So I don't know, like he wasn't bad, but I don't, I just, I don't think he has the, the, the same effect that Lily and Marcel has much better on tips last night. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It was at the same place, but Lily came in after her gig, which said something to me. She came in, wasn't making any money and was just like, basically like, Hey, this is my gig now. And she let that dude play piano and she slayed it, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I was so impressed with her. Like I was already impressed that she came in on her, like after her other gig and was like, Hey, this is my gig and I should be here anyways. And did the whole last set. That's cool. And, but then her not playing piano is a whole nother level, dude. She was like standing and like being a yeah. front girl. Just front full woman. focus on being lead singer. And so I thought she was, she does a lot of solo gigs. So I thought she was kind of tied to her own playing and her own chords. And, you know, she does song renditions of songs her own way. Yeah. So I was like, not skeptical, but like thinking maybe she's going to be that, like maybe she's going to be tied to how she does the song. Not at all, dude. She's like, she's so solid, man. And like, she has so much style. She's also a dancer. So she was just like in her own skin, like comfortable. And there was no one in the place. And she was still just performing 
like I've never seen before. She was so good, man. That's awesome. She's so she's one of my favorite singers to work with right now. Yeah, and, um, she's super humble and cool. Yeah, she brought us snacks. <clears throat> she keeps bringing us snacks. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> yeah, she's she she just like she and travels a, yerba, a lot. Yerba mate. What? Yeah, she brought. She me must have heard mate. James likes yerba mate. James yeah. loves yerba mate. Yeah, that's he good. Enough. Loves it. Yeah. Um, she's dude. She's a really she's. I'm I'm really like growing to like her a lot. Like she's I want to do a lot more with her next year. She's she's um she's she's I feel like she's bigger than what she's doing, you know? She's bigger than Eddie V's for sure. And um she deserves like she's and like her attitude is just kind of her attitude's like bring it on. I don't like she could get have a hit song tomorrow and she's ready. Yeah. She's go like she will go for it. Yeah. But um yeah, Lily's dope, man. She's really great. I'm I'm really happy that I've linked up with her through Marcel and it's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me about your weeks. Oh boy. Um I'm not going to talk about last night because that's my soapbox. Okay. So we'll get to that after we have our guest on. Okay. But uh so yeah, I this week uh or last week the weekend, I was on the Flogging Molly Salty Dog Cruise. I was playing with Hepcat, and uh, it was super dope. Super yeah? dope. Yeah. Really, really dope. Awesome. Way doper than I thought. Where did you guys sail? So <clears throat> we went to Key West. Sweet. And spent the day there, spent the day there and then went to like kind of like a private island in the Bahamas. Ooh. It's close to that pig island where the pigs are swimming in the water. I don't you know. You haven't that. seen Fire Festival. No. You haven't seen the Fire Festival thing yeah, documentary. You should watch that, dude. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. That was the the big fiasco, right? Yeah. The failed, the failed if you haven't event. seen that documentary, it is probably one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. Really? But I also like when drama happens that doesn't involve me. And ah. this is that. I was like looking for other documentaries just like that. Nice. Like, this was this was great. But anyways, uh, didn't make a lot of money on this gig, Phil. No. <laughs> I finally got paid, and I'll just say I made about fifty four dollars for my weekend, dude. <laughs> for how long? How long it was it? like a four day cruise, but two days of travel. Fifty four dollars. Everything else was covered, though, right? Everything. Yeah, food, lodging, drinks. Well, everything, yeah, drinks, everything. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's kind of like a, f- a free vacation? Yeah, so the way that this works is I would be able to charge them what I charge, but I wanted my wife to come. And the band is not paying for my wife's trip. Yeah. So they're like, she's welcome to come. You'll have your own cabin. Everything's great. You have a balcony. You can do whatever you want, but they're not going to pay for that. Yeah. So I was thinking I would come out more ahead than that, though. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to send the invoice. Um, can I get the like cost of my wife's travel and stuff? And they sent it, and I'm like, oh, boy. Well, oh boy. at least I don't have to pay. <laughs> and so I sent it, and they're like, all right, cool, thanks. And then they sent the money, and it was like, hmm, well, <laughs> it's a great free vacation we had. So <laughs> how many times, how many um, shows did you play? Two. So you played twice. Yeah. 
That's pretty good, though. I bet that's an inexpensive cruise. Yeah. It was... I got to say, dude, like, so I, I've done, this is the second time I've done this cruise and first time was great, but I bought, I brought a buddy the, the first time I went and, um, I, cause flogging Molly, the punk rock thing, it's just not my wife's thing. Like she's, she, she likes it, but she's kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's just not her thing. Yeah. Like if it was like a Radiohead cruise, forget it. She's she'll pay any amount to be there, <laughs> or like an indie rock thing or something. She's there, but for me, I, dude, I love punk. I don't realize how much punk I love until I get there, and then I'm like, I know every song. There's like punk rock karaoke. I'm singing every word to every song. Like I'm I'm nice. like, dang, maybe I'm a punk rocker. I don't know. So I, it's just how I grew up. I just I love that stuff and and. It's crazy though, man. These guys, like the Flogging Molly guys, it's uh, they're first of all they're like the nicest dudes, like for the most part. The, there's some guys in the band where I'm like, whatever, bro. But then there's some guys that are just like, there's a few guys that are really great dudes. Nice. But they like, I feel like we are the same. Like, okay, you get on the boat. There's like music playing throughout the ship like in the hallways and stuff normally it's probably like elevator music or smooth jazz or whatever depending on what cruise you're on it might as well have been my playlist it's like punk songs it's like reggae and ska songs there's like the scatolites are playing through the thing there's a, like a bunch of so- to be honest there's a bunch of songs that i've played on that's like piping through the whole entire boat where i'm like dang i go that i'm like babe that's me and then she's my ba- my wife is like rolling her eyes like here we go again. I'm like no, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> I played on this song. Like I'm just saying. She's like babe, you don't have to make an announcement every time it's you playing on the radio. And I'm like I'm not like I'm not. Like, I'm just saying. You know, and she's like for a person who doesn't like attention, you sure like to bring attention to yourself. And I'm like I'm not trying to bring attention. I'm just Oh, that's it's an good. accomplishment, fool. She's keeping you in check. It's that's why I love her, man. <laughs> I need that. I need that, or else I'd probably be some douche. Like, I'd be like this bass player that I know. That's like, anytime you like, I played a jam with this bass player years ago, and anytime people would go, "Hey, I want to do you know some song by Shaka Khan or something," he would go, "Oh, you want to play Shaka Khan, huh? You know I played with her, right?" Oh, and I'm like. I'm like, no one cares at any time, anything like, oh, I want to play this song by so-and-so. Oh, you know, I played with him. Right. And like, they're like, okay, great. You guys got it. It's key of whatever. Like, so I don't want to be that guy, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a cool thing. Anyways. No, it's very cool. But I'm just, my point is that they, these guys are piping in music that they might as well. It's like they stole my phone. And they're playing. They're playing the Smiths. They're playing the Scatolites. They're playing like Elvis Costello. They're playing punk songs, you know, and like Dead Kennedys and Minor Threat. And I'm like, yes. Every time I walk out of my room, I'm like, oh my god, I love this song, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe this is my kind of cruise. I don't. I don't know. Um, that sounds fun, dude. It was so dope. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dope. Like, again. I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really like, ex- I wouldn't. What other bands it. played? It was, uh, uh, Flog and Molly, Pennywise, Face to Face, Stiff Little Fingers, The Bronx, Mariachi El Bronx. Dope. Super dope, dude. I'm telling you. Nice. Dope. 
Um, Jared, their drummer. Mariachi, okay. Uh, Mariachi El Bronx drummer, this dude, Jared. Incredible nice. drummer, dude. Dude plays with Seal. What? Yes. Kiss from a Rose? Yes. Plays with Seal. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> He's coming on the show. Um, dude, Seal? Dude, no. <laughs> we can have a Seal, but not Seal. Um, <laughs> no, that's red. Uh, this dude, like, you see this dude play, and it's just full, like, his Latin chops are, like, so solid. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Mariachi El Bronx, but they're, like, the Bronx is, like, a hardcore band, like, screaming and great band, though. Their drummer is Joey from, like, Queens of the Stone Age and... Joey Castillo? Yes. Joey Castillo hanging out. I didn't rips. get to talk to him. I was too nervous to talk to him, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh. You saw him loading out, and I was just like, dang it, man. I want to go be like, yo, you want to come on the show? But I also <laughs> yeah. don't want to be that guy. He's a great drummer, though, man. We could get him on the show, I bet. Yeah. I would love to have him on. He's got style, too. He looks cool. He's homies with um, Deacon. Yeah. I was gonna. That was gonna be my end. Dad, yeah. Hey, man, I taught one of your friends. I wonder I how like, that kid's doing, man. Yeah, he's probably way taller than me by now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very tall, Phil. But it I'm doesn't take much. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's grass that gets taller than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the hair that got cut off my head—that's taller, taller than me. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, Mariachi El Bronx, who else? That just um, gave me a Halloween costume idea. I know you don't do Halloween, but we could totally be Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, who else? That, uh, the Street Dogs. <laughs> the Street Dogs played. Um, the Attack. Uh, the Faction. Steve Caballero. From the Bones Brigade. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah, met Steve Caballero. I was starstruck, honestly. Everyone on the boat, you know, I'm seeing all these guys and all these great bands. I see Steve Caballero, and I turn into a little girl. I'm like, babe, babe, it's Steve Caballero. She's like, who's that? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I run down the stairs. I'm like, hey, hey, Steve, um, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, I'm a big fan. I'm playing on the boat. And he's like, oh, you're playing on the boat? Yeah, of course. Totally cool, man. See, I've, I was seeing him every day, and then it was, like, awkward. Like, hey, Steve, how's, how's it going, man? And he's just like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, I'm like, oh, boy. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> 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 um, I, yeah, I was seeing him all over, but I just didn't want to be, like, I, I, I don't like being that guy. I'm yeah. a big fan, man. Turn on the microphone. I do a podcast here. Let me do But I did tell him. <laughs> I did tell like- him. Hey, man, I go, I'm a big fan, I said, um, of the Bones Brigade, and, and I grew up watching you, and I said, and, and so I started a company called the Drum Brigade, and it's, like, loosely based on you told the him? Bones Brigade. Yeah. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we have a podcast, and it's just a, a community for drummers. And We're going to get him on the show? I would love to, man. My wife kept saying, you're missing your opportunity. He's right there. She's right. He's just eating breakfast. You can She's just right. go talk to him. I'm like, no, babe, now's not the time. We're all on vacation. So, but I did meet him. So he's, dude, he lives out here in Carlsbad. I can just go to a coffee shop where he hangs out and be like, yo, Steve, what up? Remember me? Yeah. It might be happening, people. Anyways, um, dude, so this dude, Jared, that plays with Seal and plays with Mariachi El Bronx, pulls me aside at one of the bars on the, like one of the clubs at the, on the boat. And it's like, hey, man, what's up? You don't know me, 
My name is Jared. I replaced you in Sharp Shock when you quit. What? And I'm like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah. I did a video with them, and I played like a show, but he's like, I didn't last very long either, so I bailed. And I was like, oh, cool. But that was before I knew he was in Mariachi El Bronx. And so I was like, dude, great to meet you, man. Like, you know, and, and that was that. Then I see him play. He's wearing sunglasses. Don't recognize him. And I'm just like, dang, who is that drummer, man? That dude's dope. And then it didn't realize that I didn't put two and two together until we were eating dinner the last night. And then I'm like, I go, oh, dude, were you playing with Mariachi El Bronx? He's like, yeah. He's like, good to see you again, Corey. And I'm like, and then my, like, my stupid awkwardness came through. But I was like, <laughs> bro, you are such a good drummer, man. And he's like, oh, thank you. Like, he's just like, you know, he's like, thanks. And I'm like, you play with Seal too? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, bro. I go, and that's when I was like, yo, dude, we have a podcast. Would you be interested in coming on? He's like, yeah, of course. He's like, let's exchange information, dude. Sweet. So, yeah, he'll he'll be coming on soon. The dude's insane at drums. Can't wait to ask him about Seal. Yeah. I've seen videos of him playing with Seal. That dude is solid as can be, dude. No, how come no one does that song in cover bands? It's hard to play. I guess so. I've I've completely destroyed that song before, like in a bad way. Yeah. Like I did not do it justice. Dang it. Because I'm like, you listen to that song and the vocals are so amazing that that's what you listen to. I don't listen. To, I don't know what the drums are in that song. Yeah. If, if, if we were like, all right, someone called that right now and yeah. I was playing drums, I'd be like, Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, same, same. <laughs> I don't remember. That's what happened I don't, to me. I'm pretty sure you got to come in strong on the chorus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was having a hard time. Like it's this weird halftime feel. It's a weird song, man. When you see, like, when I was watching him play it, I was like, "Oh, dang, this dude's," and he's playing it with confidence, man. It's good. It's good stuff. Anyways, man, like this this cruise was so. This cruise. Why are you laughing? You'll see. Oh boy. He's sending me pictures of, of, you know, we got a show going on here, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this? That's Master Blaster, dude. <laughs> so you want me, you want to be the little guy? Yeah, on the top? I'd be the little guy on your shoulders. Oh my gosh. You dude. never see the Thunderdome? No. Damn. Do T- I look like I've seen the Thunderdome? Tina Turner's in it. Dang, really? Yeah. Oh. She plays like the post-apocalyptic leader of some crazy city where there's like a a, a crazy fight zone oh boy master blaster i know the stevie wonder song man master blaster run barter town (laughs) you're a nerd phil (laughs) i love mad max oh it's okay all right well that's a great costume Maybe we should go to Nam show like that. <laughs> <laughs> can you share that to the story, dude? We got to share that to the story so people can know what we're looking at here. They um, won't know because they're not hearing this till like true. tomorrow or the next day. It'll yeah. just be a random picture of Master <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyways, dude, this Sorry. cruise is this cruise. Like we get on the ship. And this is the thing, man. It, it's like these people look a little rough. Everybody has tattoos. Everybody's drinking. People have colorful hair. You know, it's it's quite a cast of characters. But you get on this ship, man, and Flog and Molly's people, like their fans, are seriously like the nicest people. They are very like dignified and very 
what's the word, man? Like they're considerate. That's weird, dude. They're like so rough around the edges, but they're so nice. And it's, I feel like it's a result of flogging Molly because those dudes are nice. They're not like these big time rock star guys that are just like, you know, have this mysticism thing going on. They're like, they're hanging out with their fans. So all their fans feel like they're going to see their friend's band. That's awesome. You know, and they're, they're big. They're, do they have a cruise? Huge, like a huge, yeah, like a huge Royal Caribbean cruise. They have a little and floating it's sold city. out. Yeah, it's sold out, and it's like they didn't. So this is the this is the this is how it went down, man. They like gave all the attention to their friends, their bands, their 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 other bands. Like they they let us play twice. They let all the other bands play twice. They only played one night on the at the end of the cruise. That's it. And they didn't play. So the first time I did it, they like they played like in the in the theater, like the boat theater. It's like a big theater. They played on the beach, like for like a festival. And it was kind of it was kind of weird. This time they shut the the, the theater down, and they only had like a pool side, a pool uh, stage, and it was like that was the headlining act. And then they had like a a, a club, nice. Like, um, it was like a smaller like little venue and then they had like a lounge that was like in the center of the boat so there's always something going on you know there was it was like face to face was inside at the club and then like the street dogs were outside on the big stage and like the next night it would reverse but flog and molly wasn't playing at, and but then they were like letting the other guys like the guys in their band it was like nathan maxwell is doing an acoustic solo set in the lounge in the center of the boat. And so it had all these balconies, like all the way up, like probably like eight floors where you can like stand there and watch him. And then like, uh, Matt Hensley is playing with like another Irish band in like acoustically in the center of the boat. But flog and Molly was never really playing until the end of the show. They played one show and like people lost their minds, dude. That's awesome. Like the whole entire boat was there for them when they played, but it was like, it was a sense of like, it was a weird thing, man. It was like a feeling of like genuine appreciation for them. Like these people are like, we're on a boat. We're in the middle of like the Caribbean. We're so happy to be here. We're seeing a band that we love so much. And then they're giving that energy back. Like, we're so happy all you guys came, and it's like it was a weird feeling, man. You don't have to be into Irish music to like to like that band. Yeah, like my wife was like hanging out and just like digging it. She's like, they're so charismatic, and I'm like, dude, that's what I've been saying. They're like, Fog and Molly is freaking cool, man. And uh, <clears throat> they really did it, man. It was a really great. Great cruise, dude. It was really dope. There are so many things to do, man. Sounds they had, like a like, good time. They had like different pools. They had great food. They had, um, I don't know, man. They had skateboarding ramp, like a half pipe on the boat. Damn. They had miniature golf. They had a movie theater. They had putt putt. Yeah. Damn. They had, uh, all. I mean, dude, all kinds of stuff. All anything uh. you could want to get into. It was like we got into, and then they had a sanction off area. For, for the artists, like at a, at a fancy kind of restaurant 
where we like we can sit away from like all the fans, even though like the first night we sat down there with all the fans and it was totally fine. But um, it's upstairs. You could sit with like and, and like the band and then three course meal. And so every night me and my wife like went on a date and had some wine, like ate some food. They had a separate vegan menu. It was freaking great, dude. What? It was so great. And so on our passes, it said that we had a deluxe drink package Ooh. for the artists. So like it was included. We could just go in and yeah, we, and so I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, every time we would get a drink, they would like swipe our card. So I'm like, they might be charging us. I'm scared. So, and then I asked somebody and they're like, yeah, you can get wine. You can get whatever you want, you know? And so I was, dude, it was magnificent. Did you get drinks with like pineapple chunks in it and like whipped cream. And stuff? <laughs> I didn't do that, but I did get like a Midori sour and, uh, I did, did you get, get one where they light it on fire. No, no. Damn it. They're not, they're not going to do that on a boat. Umbrellas. Nope. Little drink umbrellas. No, I did get a daiquiri, mango daiquiri one night, strawberry daiquiri one day. Ooh. We get we get to uh, get on the boat. We had to play the first night. We played in in on the pool deck. I have a soapbox about that. I'm not going to get into it right now because I don't have time. And it was fun. Mm. All in all, it was great. But um, played the first night. Like totally cool. Just like Caribbean breeze in the air. We're sailing to Key West and not sailing, but you know what I mean. And uh, played it. Played at like five o'clock. Dope DW drums. Like, D-dubs? Yeah. D-scrubble use, like you call them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was fun. It was great. And then had the whole next day off. So me and my wife walked all over Key West, went to the furthest point of furthest point south of America, uh, stood next to the furthest point south you could get. Of North America. Of North America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 90 miles from from cuba woo yeah and then uh <clears throat> so spent the whole day doing that just walking around and got back on the boat went to a fancy dinner that was dope it was like dope the next day <laughs> we were supposed to play we played late we we're like headlining the night so we're playing like at 11 o'clock at night starts pouring down rain so they move hepcat into the theater we're the only band that played in the theater and Whoa. it was really cool, man. Like the whole boat was there to see us. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> dad jokes, dude. And With dad. Uh, and so yeah, we just did that. And then the next day we we went to um this island. Like it's called Coco Cay or something. There's like water slides and stuff, but we didn't pay it. It was like eighty bucks to go on the water slides. What? Like, nah. It was like a full water park though. And so wow. we were just like, no, we're just going to hang out on the beach. Same thing applies, though. Like your card that you have on the boat, all the drinks are covered, all the like food you want, anything you want. Just laid out in the water, dude, like warm aqua blue water. Dude, people, <laughs> these people were like losing their minds, dude. This chick, when I was like getting in the water, this chick was like, you, you hear her like screaming. She's like, can you effing believe this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, she's like, we're in the effing Caribbean. She's like so stoked, dude. She's like, the water's the color of those effing chairs over there. And she's just like in the water. And like everybody's just like quiet, like sipping drinks, just trying to hang out. Dude, she's just losing it. Losing her mind. Can nice. you effing believe it? 
that? Like, my wife is like, who is that stupid lady? And I'm just like, dude, she's pumped. She's feeling it. Yeah, she's super jazzed. But anyways, yeah, man, it was cool, dude. Like, and anytime, I, some, you know, I've toured with Flog and Molly with a lot of different bands. And, um, you know, I, I, I know, I know, I know two of them really well, but like the singer, like, I'm like, I don't think he'll remember me. My hair is different now. You know, I don't know. And like, so I don't, and I also don't want to push it. Like this is their cruise. There's everyone here is a fan of theirs. So I don't want to be going up to them and being like, Hey man, remember me? I, I played with you guys and like, or whatever I played with my band and we're friends. Yeah. And so I'm just like, if they, you know, it's cool, but dude, it's not like that there. It's like, I see the singer and I'm like, Oh, there's a singer, but I'm not going to, you know, like I said, go out of my way. And he just like looks at me and he's like, Hey, and he like gives me a big hug. And then I'm just like, Hey man, I'm like, good to see you. I'm like, man, thank you so much for bringing us on this, this cr- trip, you know, showing some gratitude. And he like flips me off and then walks away. <laughs> like, he's like, come on, man, get out of here. Like, you know? And, and so, and like all of them are like that though. There's like genuine, like Nate Maxwell, their bass player. I know him pretty well. And, um, you know, it's like, you look at him, he's, he's a guy that like looks you in the eye when he's talking to you and like gives you a hug. And he's just like, he's so appreciative that you're there, you know, and whether that's, whether that's put on or not, man, it comes across really genuine and, and nice. They're, they're solid dudes, man. Matt Hensley has had like such a history being a pro skater and he's like good at everything he does, you know? And, um, <clears throat> I used to be sponsored by his clothing company Innis, like years ago. And, um, he's such a solid dude, man. Just so nice. His wife took a liking to my wife and, um, like, like I'll put it this way. So I got home from my, my trip landed in, in, uh, we had like a full day of flying. We had to fly to Texas, then fly to, um, we had to fly to fly to Texas, fly to uh, San Diego, and then straight from San Diego, I had to Uber to Eddie V's and play another gig. And I was exhausted; I was getting sick. La di da di da. Anyways, um, I my wife was stuck with me. She had to come with me to go, so she had to stay at my gig until ten o'clock after traveling all day. So she was ready to do it, you know, luggage and all. We were getting waiting for our Uber, and then Matt Hensley comes out. And his wife and like a friend and they're getting in an Uber to Carlsbad. And then she's, his wife is like, Oh my gosh, Summer, it's so nice to meet you. So, so nice to have met you. And we just had such a great time with you guys. And I was like, yeah, man, thanks again for having us. And, and, um, he's like, yeah, man, we should grab coffee and like, we should ride Vespas and you know, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, right on. And they're like, I'm like, man, I'm so bummed. I have to go to another gig right now. I'm so tired. I just want to go home. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And then they're like, so I go, my wife has to come too. And they're like, you have to go too and hang out. And I'm like, yeah, she has to hang out with me all day. And they're like, don't do that. Just come with us. <laughs> and so she's like, really? And they're like, yeah. So I like give her some money. I'm like, here, just make sure you contribute to the Uber ride to Carlsbad from San Diego. Oof. And so she gets in the Uber, rides all the way back with them. And then what he, they have their buddy take her to, to our house. Oh, and nice. she's like, babe, I tried to pay, but they wouldn't let me. They're like, no, it's on Flog and Molly. And Dang. they just like wouldn't. Let- I'm like, that's what kind of guys these guys are. They're that's just cool. nice, genuine dudes, man. So it was, it was all in all. It was amazing, dude. It was a great experience. Dude, 
I would have paid $54 to go on this trip. I made $54. You're in the positive. It was in the positive, and it was worth it, man. This sounds like a yeah, great trip. It was really good. I can't wait to go again. So, Anyways, we're going to get our guest on. Yeah. Madden, coming right up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got a fantastic drummer on the line. For real. Yeah. Special guest. Hanging out with us, us lowly drum folk (laughs) (laughs) on this janky podcast called the Drum Brigade podcast. (laughs) On the line with us, hanging out, Miss Madden Class. Welcome to the show, Madden. Oh, boy. Hey. Oh boy. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very cool. We're stoked and like our our listeners are stoked. Really stoked. Like people are like piping up. Like heck yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to listen. Yeah, it's good. So um you play with Space Junk is Forever. It's like a progressive keyboard heavy um odd time thing. Super dope, super yeah. like dope, funky Phil, super like dope, super like dope. Ravi and the House Plants, Mike Dotry of yeah. of um, Soul Coughing, Weedus, mm-hmm. you're a minor artist, among other things. Berkeley yeah. grad, dude, you're killing it. You got a pocket, like you've got a pocket, like <laughs> I, got, I got a pocket. You got a pocket, like that is so solid and so funky and so confident. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I'm trying, dude. man. <laughs> oh man, you got some hands. I'm, I'm doing my best. You got some straight skills, I'm dude. <laughs> you dude, like... I'm I'm just trying to soak up the drum world. Yeah, I'm man. only doing my best. You're doing yeah. great at it. You are yeah, killing. You're... You are killing, and just thank you, thank you. Yeah, we we're so. So I I think we have a mutual friend, um, the Gooch, Kevin Aguchi. The Gooch. Yeah. And he like, he hit me up and he's like, bro, you got to have this girl on. And then he shares like some videos and I'm like, what, who is this girl, dude? What the heck? I'm like, bro, this chick can play, dude. Like this girl is so solid. And so, yeah, since then we've been watching videos and like just seeing what you're doing and we're so stoked. Like, it's just so strong. (laughs) Man, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And so I think our listeners are the same. You know, we have like a lot of people are, like I said, are pumped about you coming on. And and, um, yeah, we're just, we're excited. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're so cool. I've never done like a podcast before. Oh, really? Podcast interview. Yeah. I I have a feeling this will will open the floodgates and you'll just be getting called every week now for every every podcast out there. There's a lot of them. So are you in, uh, are you in the East on the East coast? Yeah. I'm an East coast native. Sweet. I'm there right now. I just got back last week from a six week run. Oh wow. With Mike Doty. And I am so happy to be back. I had a great time. I was all over the place, but I am, Soaking up the Long Island air right now. Yeah, nice. that's great. Not, nice, not, not as nice as San Diego, but I am enjoying myself here. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very warm in San Diego right now. It's very hot for some reason. It's it's like yeah, to- weirdly. Total opposite yeah. of where I'm at. 
Like this is like yeah. you could go to the beach today and be totally fine. It's that hot out here. It's like in the eighties. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, uh, I was I was there earlier in the year. Oh, yeah? I wish we were able to link up then, but I actually saw Kevin when I was down there. He took me out for dinner. Oh really? We hung out for a little bit. Man. Yeah. He's been so cool to me. Yeah. He's been the best. Also another yeah. great drummer too. Kevin's a phenomenal oh, drummer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've so, seen him play I think four or five times now. Oh yeah. I look up to him a bunch. Man. Well, yeah, next time, yeah. next time you got to come through. We got a yeah. shed. It's going to be all good. We got to come to your show. Yeah. It'll be super good. So, how yeah. was how was the tour? <clears> tour <throat> was great. Um, it was an unexpected run. I was not planning on doing the second leg of the tour. I did a tour with them, the the spring tour. It was like six weeks six weeks long as well, and he was planning to do a fall tour and. I have to correct you. I actually did not graduate Berkeley yet. Oh, okay. I've only okay. done four semesters. Oh, yeah. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so I wasn't sure how it was going to work with taking off and whatnot. I thought what I had heard was that you could only take two semesters off before losing any scholarship you had, and that's it, which makes sense, but that actually happened to not be the case. You just can't take two consecutive semesters off. Oh, okay. So I went back in the summer, and Mike hit me up, and he was like, hey, before I start auditioning people, are you sure you can't come do this tour? And I was like, well, what do you say it like that? Maybe I can pull some strings. I do not <laughs> want to turn this down. Yeah. I, I, I would hate to turn it down. So I went to the scholarship office, and they were like, yeah, you're good to go. Just make sure you're back every other semester. Oh, cool. Um yeah, so I'm taking off from Berkeley right now. I'll be going back in the spring. And, yeah, I'm so happy to be doing both things. Wow. Cool and touring. It's great. That yeah. is, like, to, yeah. to pair that with the experience of touring and, like, you know, you're, yeah. you're it's like you're – I don't know how to – yeah, it's that's priceless. That's priceless to get that education yeah. and then to be, you know, getting experience, like road experience and, and you know – Doing it for real, like oh, yeah. getting out in the actual working world and doing it for real on like a, you know, on that yeah. level is awesome. <laughs> it's like so great. Yeah. <clears throat> I get to take the touring experience back with me to school. I get to take the school experience on tour. It's it's really working out well. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's so cool. Um, so... <laughs> what's what's next for you like what are you what are you up to now are you just taking a break and just doing school um you got another tour lined up yeah um no big tours like i did this year this was this was a lot for one year yeah. um but coming up yeah i'm gonna go back i'm gonna do the spring semester at berkeley and i'm gonna keep pumping out music with my other groups Nice. Uh, Ravi and the Houseplants has a record coming out beginning of December. And Space Junk is always gigging. We're doing some upstate gigs this Wednesday to Sunday. So, yeah, I'm just I'm going back to the grind, the, yeah. the New England grind. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think you're, you're going to kill it. <laughs> there's just no there's no yeah, doubt about it. You're going to you better get ready. You're going to be you're going to be one of the biggest you know, female drummers in our, in the drum industry, you know what I mean? Like 
I just, oh man, you know, I, I'm not saying that to like, you know, stroke your ego or whatever, but it's just, you know, when you know it, when you see it, you know, and your, your playing is great. <laughs> it's really great. Um, <laughs> so man. that's cool. So, um, anyways, um, we have, okay. So before I get too far into, into this conversation, we do have a listener, a, a few listener questions. Um, okay. we have a listener question. Let me see if I can get to it. Hold on. Uh, oh boy. What am I doing here? Phil, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm falling apart. Okay. Here we go. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, first one is from Stan Bicknell. You heard of him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Man, he, he says, he says, no question. Just wanted to say she's dope. Fantastic pocket and a pleasure to um. listen to. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Coming Thanks, from Stan, man. that's freaking dope. That's awesome. Um, Thanks, Stan. That's cool. uh, this next one is, um, let's see here. I, I gotta, so I have the question, but now I need to figure out who it's from. At St. Saint Omen, but it's, um, dang it. Uh, his name is... Michael Homan. Um, okay. Michael Homan says, uh, ergonomics, how do you orient yourself behind your kit? How do you orient yourself um, behind your kit? Yeah. I mean, I like to keep most of my drums low and flat. I'm a shorty. Mm-hmm. I'm like barely 5'1". So, oh, wow. yeah, I like to keep it, everything in really tight. Um I'm definitely bothered when I see drums like the toms almost flat on an angle. Yeah. Like angles 90 degrees at me. That is the worst. <laughs> um, I, I use a lot of molar technique. Okay. So I like to be able to whip my wrist. Yeah, I just keep it low and tight in front of me, low and flat. Yeah. Um, not, angled, not angled too much. Yeah. That's cool. I think I'm kind of similar. Yeah. I'm I'm very tall, so I'm six four, and um, so mm-hmm. I sit very high, but I like everything. Yeah, I I feel like my snare is pretty low for for where I sit, yeah. and then um, my snare is almost like inverted flat. You know, like where it's it's at an angle opposite of me, so I can get those rim shots. Oh, cool! And then um, yeah, yeah, I keep everything. I've had people comment on like how tight and close i keep everything to me and then i like my symbols mm-hmm. really low i'm not a high reaching symbol guy yeah um so yeah i i like everything reachable and like close to me quick access quick <laughs> access i guess yeah yeah quick access yeah yeah i use really short sticks as well so i'm not trying to, to reach for anything i use the jojo mayer signatures oh yeah those are dope and they're they're great. They're one of the shorter models. Yeah. Um, yeah, no reaching. Yeah, exactly. So that's not reaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I use a, a fairly standard setup, too. I like I have different pieces, you know, like I, configurations for my, my kit that I use, but I typically use yeah. um, a four-piece and three-symbol setup. That's, like, my standard. And then... Yeah, me too. Me too. <clears throat> I can add... Sometimes I'll add like a four symbol. If it's like a pop gig or something, maybe I'll add like a like a four, like a five piece kit, you know, two racks and a floor uh-huh. and an extra symbol or yeah. two. But um, mm-hmm. that's my I, I'm happiest and more most comfortable when I have just a four piece, twelve, fourteen, or sixteen, and 
standard setup. Yeah. What about you, Funky Phil? Yeah, over the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I was going to say, over the summer, I tried to use a five-piece as well mm-hmm. in my practice room. have two rack toms. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, get out of my comfort zone and expand my vocabulary moving around the kit. And I have a Gretsch Catalina Club. Uh-huh. I bought it right after high school. And it's made for a four-piece. I, like, went through all the trouble to try and get the second mount, like... It just was not happening. It's falling apart. But I, I got to get a kit like, I don't know, maybe a Tama yeah. Classic or something that can have the two rack toms. I would love to play with them. Oh, heck yeah. You got to you gotta yeah. just straight hit them up. You got tour dates. You're in Berkeley. Send them a video. <laughs> you like, that's yeah. a done deal. You have a lot of friends that are drummers. Like, dude, yeah, hook that up. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I've asked some people about it, but I, I'm more of the waiting type. Yeah. I'll see how it unfolds. But, yeah, that'd be a dream. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't yeah. see why that wouldn't happen. You, you have, like, a social media presence, you know, and a lot of followers, and that's, like, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for tour dates. They're looking for followers. They're looking for skill. You got all those, you know? I got so, it. I um, got it. Funky Phil, what's your, what's your ergonomics? of your kit yeah i mean i think i'm similar to to y'all i like close access Mm -hmm. lately i've been it depends on the gig sometimes i'll use two racks i feel i feel like extra fancy if i have two racks i'm like oh boy i've got i'm practically in the 80s i've got all these toms (laughs) (laughs) no i usually like i feel most confident and comfortable on a four piece and then i can get the ride a little closer and i like that um you guys know, yeah, yeah. You guys know uh, John Tussin. I think it's Tussin or Tessin. Yeah, um, good dude, good drummer. Nah. He's a showman. Um, his setup though gives me anxiety, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, I, couldn't, I couldn't rock that set. I mean, he rocks it, but he rocks it. But he's he's a he's a great drummer, man. Great, like he's he's a character. You know, he's been on the show before um, when we did a live show. But he's cool, dude. Really great, like great young drummer, but. He has this setup that is so spaced out and so like it's, it's part of his style. It's part of his style. Yeah. Like two bass drums. I think the bass drums are flat though. They're like not flat, but um, they're not angled at all. And then the, the, mm-hmm. he has like two floor toms that are like it looks like you have to get off your throne and walk over to them and and hit them. Yeah, <laughs> and like symbols the cymbals are like way up yeah. in the air and super spaced out. It's so weird, dude. But it's like. Every time I look at his setup, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, get it away from me. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I'm yeah. always trying to backline my kit if there's a gig where we're sharing drums. I can't. I'm so particular. Yeah, um, me too. I need those shallow toms. I yep. need to be able to fit. Yeah. yeah. I got a question. What about your kick drum? Do you use, like, 20 or something bigger? Yeah. I use a 20. It's perfect. Uh, yes. Seriously I, I, I'm on team 20. See, but yeah, but oh, Phil, you're also very <laughs> short in stature. Not, you know, not to, not trying to diss. I'm just saying. It's true. Yeah. No, no. So a smaller kick drum really yeah. makes a difference for us shorties. Right. But I, I used to <laughs> yeah. go through the same thing. I used to play a 24 when I was a kid. And I was I used to get so frustrated because I couldn't put the tom low enough. You know? And it would yeah, get yeah. me so That's mad. That's issue. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. I just... 20 
to me always sounds great in like in your practice room, but they, on stage I'm always uh-huh. like, ah, I need a bigger. They put a mic in it anyway. I know it's going through big old subwoofers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel guess. that way when my kick is recorded. It's, yeah, it's not big enough. But right. on stage, it it does the job. Yeah, in the practice room, the Berkeley practice rooms, they are so tiny. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. I you can't have anything more than a twenty. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um well that's cool. So I think I think dude like for for me and I think the consensus is for all of us whatever makes you comfortable, you know, whatever's going to help you to play yeah. is as best as you can. But I've had to kind of like with students I've had to kind of coach them like some students will just walk in and sit on the drums and start playing. And I'm like, is that really comfortable for you? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, fix the drums. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Your like ride is like angled away from you. The snare is like crooked. Like, fix the stuff. And they're just like, you know, a lot of people yeah. don't know. Like, hey, you can play better if you adjust the way that you want. You know, that's why I'm so particular. But I can like literally sit behind the drums. I'm sure you guys are the same. And like, just look at everything and be like, okay, it's good. Before you even like mm-hmm. tap anything, you know, and and so when you get used to your setup, um, you know, just that's good, it's great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, how about like I'll these guys? My- like I noticed, like Thomas Lang plays where the, you know, like these guys where they sit in the center of their drums, and then everything is equal on both sides. Like you can do a roll, like you could you could roll around the toms to your left. Like there's a floor tom on your left. And then there's a floor tom on your right and there's like a rack tom in the middle and you know, everything is like equally divided. There's some, 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 um, like it's a theory from like a drummer. I can't remember what it, who it is, but, um, what about that stuff? How do you guys feel about that? It's, it's, it's odd for me. (laughs) I'm not ambidextrous. It's like an ambidextrous setup. That makes sense. Where you should be able to do, you yeah. know, we're taught since we were kids to be able to do everything, every rudiment, everything both ways, you know? And so the same should be true on your drum kit. Like you should be able to, if you're going to do a drum fill leading with your right, you should be able to lead with your left. And so I've yeah. seen a lot of guys set up their kits like that where they're in, they're the center and then everything is like divided equally from your left to your right. That Does it make sense? That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates. I guess, yeah, I don't have enough going on on my left side Me to really work with. But I'm very handicapped discipline. on my left side. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you'd have to yeah. practice that setup a lot, yeah. and then it's like you're bringing a lot. It, you're bringing more equipment. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's oh, a big yeah. commi- It's a big commitment. Yeah, I, I like to bring as little stuff as I can get away with. Well, it opens up. <laughs> it opens up your creativity because now you're 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 using both sides, you know, of your brain, I guess. I mean, we're using both sides of our brains anyways, yeah. but, but, um, it, it kind of these, when you see drummers play like that, it's, um, it's very unique style of playing, I guess. I've, I've been doing congas on my left. Congos. Congos? <laughs> Bongos. <Yeah>. Congas. <laughs> I've been doing congas, congas on the left Heck while yeah. I play a drum with one hand on the that, right. Dude. And that's, that's fun. It's oh yeah. Similar mindset, I guess. Yeah. But different. That's great. But that's not, I can't, that's a world that I can't, um, I can't do it. <laughs> me, me neither. I'm still working. <laughs> oh, crazy, man. Um, 
All right, cool. I hope that answers your your question. And um, thank you for sending that question in. That was dope. Um, yeah. So Madden, you're you have this ability to play like very comfortably in kind of uniquely in odd times and make it not sound like repetitious. And like, I've read that you're, you know, you're like some of your favorite drummers, like Matt Garska and stuff like that, you know? Oh yeah. You can, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that they've like influenced your playing, but how do you, how do you like, what am I trying to say, Phil? Like, <laughs> how do you approach odd time signatures? It yeah. sounds like it sounds like you almost you phrase over bar lines more freely sometimes. Yeah, it, it feels like you can make a you 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 make um like like when when you listen to Space Junk is Forever, you make mm-hmm. those t- you make those odd times feel they still feel good like they feel live like a live drummer and organic. It's not robotic. It's yeah. not repetitious. It's you know what I mean. It's like so. What, yeah, is, yeah, what yeah. is your approach? What is your thought on doing that? <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's truly just practice. Uh, when I started working with Jordan, who is the organist and sole songwriter of Space Shunk, mm-hmm. he presented all of these odd time signatures to me, and I remember there was a tune that was in seven called Witch Mountain. And we just jammed on it for a really long time. And all of a sudden, I started coming up with all these patterns. And I felt so loose. And it, it, I feel like I could improvise better in seven than I could in four now. Whoa. Just from how much we did it over and over again. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I grew up on Rush. And yes. Cool. So, the odd time signatures are kind of in my blood, but yeah, it's really just practice and finding different bell patterns to play off of. Um, and yeah, going over the bar lines, doing that, all that fun stuff. That's cool. That's, there's something to be said about that. Like, like, you know, for me to, if I have to do a song in odd time, like I, I have to kind of do the same thing. Like when I'm learning material for that stuff, I don't naturally play odd time stuff. That is not, that's like so foreign to me. I have to really, really mm-hmm. like buckle down and focus, and it kind of changes the way I play drums because I'm used. I I mostly play yeah. like reggae music and ska music, and everything's in four, and everything's good and comfortable, mm-hmm. and I don't have to think when I'm playing that stuff. But when I when right. I have to learn like an odd time, like I play in another band that is a lot of odd time stuff, and it's like nothing super complicated, but I have to literally like make loops like in garage band or something and just be like, okay, let me just yeah, play yeah. this for like an hour or something and just try to get comfortable with it and just try to come up with ideas and make it feel natural and confident and not robotic. And so that, that's really interesting that you said that, that you guys just jammed on stuff for a long time so you could get comfortable with it in like, it's like what you do Phil, yeah, with, your, funny. With, with your rhythmic training stuff, Phil, like your Phil has like these, lessons on his website that are rhythmic ear training stuff where you can just oh cool yeah play like a video or play like a song and then practice soloing over it or you know playing to it or you know it's cool it really helps yeah i guess it all just comes down to the music you listen to yeah um i'm super into math rock and frog and all that 
and stuff so that it just kind of seeps into my brain. But it's funny, like with reggae, mm-hmm. I sounded like a reggae robot at first <laughs> when I tried to fall into that. Truly, like, that took some extra effort for me to finally sink into and feel comfortable with. So, yeah, it's just it's just what you're working on. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. What's most natural. I've had people say that, too, like, man, how do you play that stuff? And it's like, it's, it's not something that I think about because it's the music I grew up listening to. Right. And so it's the same thing. You know, if, if that's what you're into, you're going to naturally play it, you know, correctly or play the feel right. Um, so I, I love, like, I love animals as leaders and bands like that, but I, I, I take the approach of like, I'm listening to it as a fan and not like I could play this, you know, like I'm just, that's so out of my wheelhouse that I'm just like, Oh my God, like how the heck, what the heck is that? Like what, like I'm like the guy that's like, what, what rudiment yeah. is that? You know, and I'm like, forget it. Like I'm just not even in the same universe. So, um, yeah. Animals as leaders, Sean, they're too far for me too. I, I'm just a listener as well. Really? I can't play that stuff. <laughs> I, out of control. Yeah. I have to work so hard get one of those tunes down oh yeah. my god a lot I've, of polyrhythms too which is not my strong suit oh really that i need to work on huh yeah yeah maybe i do it by accident but i don't know how to like pull polyrhythms out on the spot really. yeah something tells me though that those those dudes i mean matt garska is you know a, a animal he's he's an animal as a leader i'm just kidding yeah. no he's he's a on a yeah, different yeah. different like he's he's crazy but but something tells me that those guys yeah. don't just like go. I got a song idea. Cool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Go. You know, <laughs> like it's not. I think they're like working on working yeah, yeah. on different parts over and over again till it's till it's tight. You know. So the same the same approach, right, I guess. Right. So well, you you do a good job at making it yeah. feel and sound natural, and um, y- yeah, it's it's great. So how about your your pocket like? You know, you don't, a lot of people say you don't, you can't learn how to play a good feel. You know, it's not something that's taught. It's just something that you have. I've heard people say that. Um, how did you develop that? You know, how did you develop such a great feel? How did you develop like such a, um, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you make, you, you make stuff sound right and feel right, you know, and, and confident. Did you, I mean, is that a result of your how you, you know, you grew up listening to, like you mentioned, Rush and bands like that. I, I still feel like that music doesn't have a feel. Like, Neil Peart is a great drummer, obviously, but I wouldn't say yeah, that yeah. feel is his strong suit. You know, I would say that, like, technical stuff and stuff like that is his strong suit. So right, right. is that a result of, of, you know, what you've listened to growing up? Is that something that you studied at Berkeley? Like what's, how did that, how did you develop such a great feel and such a solid pocket in your playing? Um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't think about it for a really long time until I was introduced to Steve Jordan, of course. Okay. Um, but before that I was listening, like, I had a super heavy pop punk phase. Nice. That was my jam. That's a lot of like halftime. I was into a lot of metalcore, mm-hmm. a lot of really groovy breakdowns. But I think it just came from being a music lover first before a drummer. Yeah. I was just listening to music all the time, which I'm sure is the same for you guys. Yeah. I wasn't like 
drama-obsessed. I was more music-obsessed my whole life until I started taking it really seriously. Um, but, yeah, guys like Steve Jordan really pointed it out to me. Nate Smith, he came uh, to Berkeley ooh. recently. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just doing it for the music rather than yourself and, like, really trying to lock in. I love recording. I love trying to make the click disappear. Yeah. Um, it's all like a game. Yeah. Just like to make people feel good, the band, people in the audience, myself. Like, that's that's the goal, I think. That's cool. It's, it's spoken like a true drummer, right, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That's the beauty of it. Of it all is like, <clears throat> you know, the feeling. The feeling that comes out when you're able to lock into a groove and make it feel right is something that we only know about. You yeah. know, and like I know. Yeah. I, I, and then and then what's so cool about it is like when we like for example when we hear you play we feel that I'm like dang dude like I'm moved by it you know and and um and so oh, cool. that's that's important for us for drummers to have that. Um, but it's so cool to have that also like to know, I know that you have that feeling when it locks in and when, you know, and it, and it's, you're playing something that feels right. Yeah. It's cool. That's really, that is a cool thing to see, to see another drummer doing it. And you're like, I know how you feel right now. Yeah. We're feeling the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You guys know Dan Mayo or Dan Mayo. Uh, you know that guy? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He is like the prime example of that for me. Really? Um, he, yeah, he's a machine. You, you got to check him out. He plays A and F drums. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I know that dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. And yeah, I totally get that feeling behind the screen. I'm like, I know what you're doing right now. And everybody is feeling amazing. Like right. you're doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting um world that we have in the drum world. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's something so so like something so simple can give us a feeling that no one else experiences. It's really cool. Um Yeah, for sure. All right, you guys want to spin the wheel of death? Yes. Spin the wheel of death. <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corey Kingston, Funky Phil, yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast. Madden class on the line with us. Yeah. yeah. Talking drums, talking all kinds of stuff. Molar technique. Love it. <laughs> it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's spin this yeah, wheel. Thing. Heck yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh boy, dude, we got to get a new sound effect. Phil. I love the sound. <laughs> I'm so insecure yeah. about our sound effect. Sound yeah, effects, I like dude. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, uh, <clears throat> this is a <clears throat> scenario question. You just got off tour, so I guess it's fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walk into a club. Maybe you guys okay. have your own sound man, but say for example, you don't. You have a sound man, doesn't greet you, doesn't yeah. talk to you, doesn't ask you anything about your monitors. He's total grumpy sound man. He's just a stinking jerk. And okay. uh, you sit behind your drums. Everything's wrong, but he's he's just being a freaking world-class D-bag. How do you handle this grumpy sound guy, dude? 
How do I like he's not listening to me? Yeah, not he's just responding to my request. See, this is a little different too because it's like because you're like a female drummer, and so maybe I don't know. We've had other female drummers say that they've dealt with this like for real. Like you walk in and this guy's like, "Oh boy, here we go." Try to hit the drums like you mean it, okay? Like that uh-huh. kind of attitude. He's that guy. He's like he's that guy. Yeah, like yeah. you know how to hit these, right? Or do I have to oh, turn man. you up? Like he's a total jerk. How do you handle the grumpy sound, Dude, man? <laughs> I just, I just rip it. Like I just rip my kit, and that's it. And I, yeah, I love I that. Just show them how it's done. That's so different yeah. for me. There's no other way. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what's your problem? Yeah, I get fired up. <laughs> I get fired up, bro. And then our sound is even worse. That's me. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I'm like, oh, no, do we you were not lucky to have. Go ahead. No, sorry. We were just lucky. We were lucky to have great sound guys. But it's so funny you say that. I was in Kansas City, and Anika Niles happened to be there. Oh, or boy. Anika Niles. And not at the show. She was doing a clinic uh-huh. um, with Tama. So I, I went to the clinic, and this dude raised his hand. She was taking questions, and he's like, yeah, like, I'm a sound guy, and... Blah, blah, blah. He was, he was starting to ask a cool question about what her drums are made of or whatever. And the question ended. It, it was like a long question. It ended with, well, yeah, because I've just never seen a girl hit so hard. Oh, boy. And oh. <laughs> it was like a TV show. Everyone was like, ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> why why'd you have to go there? And so awkward. Yeah. But she, she made something funny out of it. It's... Yeah, I guess. It's, it's really lame, man. I, I wish I wish these dudes it would just really stop with that. Just stop. Like, yeah, it come was on. so embarrassing. Like he was at her clinic. Yeah, he should know a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it that's crazy. <laughs> Funky Phil, how do you handle this grumpy jerk? I usually try to extend an olive branch and be real overly nice. And yeah. you know, I've even offered to buy sound mm-hmm. guy a beer. Like if it, if I've like oh, when I've nice. been to a place that I know is like I've had this guy before and he's like yeah. just awful mm. and he seemed to appreciate it but I don't yeah I've, I've, at some point you have to just do your thing like yeah. I had a dude last week that was just like he's gonna put a vocal mic on my kick boy and I was like nah oh, let's boy. let's use this and he's like trying to get us to set up our stage plot different. To accommodate him mm. and his like he was like oh no she put the bass <laughs> bass player on the other side and this and that and, oh no no did not even give her oh, a singer a wedge uh she didn't even get a wedge yeah and it was just like you know but <laughs> we tried we did our best to be you know nice and work with him and i mean yeah at the end of the <laughs> eventually you just have to do your thing and yeah uh, to be honest man at this time <clears throat> this time in my life in my career like I've played a lot of shows. I've played a lot of horrible stages where the sound was awful. I've played stages where I had no monitor and I just have to make the best of it. And at this point it's like, dude, I know what I want. If there's, if there's a monitor, if I'm using my inners or something, I know what I want in my mix. I'm pretty, pretty good at letting you know, Hey, I want more of this. I want less of that. And we start and I'm normally like, I'm good. I don't need anything else. And I just try to like, if you're going to be that bad of a guy, then I'm just going to be like, bro, let me just get done with this gig and leave you alone. <laughs> I don't want to get into it with you. 
<laughs> that's that's it. So nice. Yeah. All right. Moving. Yeah. On. If he's not, if he's not budging, got to try and turn him around somehow. Exactly. But I'm definitely not going to buy this dude a beer. Like I'm just not. I'm just going to go away <laughs> from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, buyer. <laughs> buy your own beer, buddy. <laughs> uh, if you could choose any, okay, Jurassic Park. It's real. <laughs> This sounds like a funny question. Okay. Jurassic Park, it's real. They figured out a way to bring dinosaurs back. And now, 2020, you can own your very own dinosaur. What dinosaur are you choosing? This has nothing to do with drums, Phil. So what? (laughs) What dinosaur is Madden bringing home and bringing on tour with her? On a T-Rex. Dang, living life on the edge. Dang. <laughs> That's yeah, dangerous. Yeah. That that he would he would need his own truck. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Man, all right. What are you gonna do? You always got the muscle. I like you it. Got the muscle, yeah. Don't let anybody mess with you. That thing will t- could probably tow yeah, it. You could got probably an tow a drum sound guy. That would deal with the sound guy. Heck yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, I'm changing mine, Phil. I always say Brontosaurus Rex. Which he is, always says that Rex is not Brontosaurus Rex isn't a real dinosaur. It's not. It's Brontosaurus. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I went to kindergarten. I learned about it. Brontosaurus Rex. <clears throat> if I have a Brontosaurus, I'm naming him Rex. All right, so he can be Brontosaurus Rex. Okay. Oh, nice. Anyways, I'm not having that anymore. I'm having a pterodactyl, so I can fly around like Avatar. Nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> and he has little hands, you know? Maybe I can teach him how to play drums. He's got little... You know how they have those yeah. wings, but then they have little hands on one of their, like, little... Little claws? Yeah. That's uh, cool. You yeah. can get me, like, open a open a can of beer for me or something. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Phil? Yeah, I'm going with Pteranodon. What is that? That's the one you're actually thinking of. Of the, it's like a <laughs> oh my god! It's dude. a flying dinosaur. You're so technical about your stupid dinosaurs, dude. Well, te- technically, pterodactyls are pretty small. You can ride it. It it's like how do you know, dude? There is no real dinosaurs right now. They, You've seen skeletons. Their real bones are really in the earth, and they really find them. <laughs> I guess you're right, dude. It's real. It's real. It's, yeah, it's okay. Pteranodon is the one that people think of when they think of pterodactyl the, the, that are big and you might be able to ride on. Yeah. So yeah. I'm okay. With well, you. flying look, dinosaurs sounds rad. Dinosaurs aside, dinosaurs, dinosaurs <laughs> aside. I'm starting a math core band, and the name is Pteranodon. Pteranodon. Yeah, that's the name of my band. <laughs> Dang it! I want this to happen for real. I want to. Ter- yeah, I want to fly around. Well, maybe I don't want to. I don't want to ride my pterodactyl. I just want a pterodactyl. You could fit it in your car, probably. Yeah, yeah. You might eat my cats, but definitely. <laughs> so technical about these dinosaurs. It's because you got little kids, huh? Are they learning about dinosaurs? I assume. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is the greatest accomplishment in your career? We ask this one a lot, but I want to. I want it. Why do you hate this one, Phil? I don't have any great accomplishments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your greatest accomplishment on, is doing bro. the Drum Brigade podcast, bro. Yeah. 
It's a good accomplishment. (laughs) What is your Um, greatest to the, at this point, at this point, you're going to like, next time we have you on, you're going to be like, bro, this is the greatest accomplishment. Bro, that's (laughs) Dude, it's final. It's totally, it's totally minor. Minor, yeah. That's that's as good as it gets. Man, I'm going to put this out in the universe right now. I'm going to put this out in the universe. I want to play a minor artist so bad, dude. So bad. Yeah. Like, it's just come to me, like, over the last couple weeks. I played Zildjian my whole life. There was a short time where I switched to another company that sucked. And I I went back to Zildjian as quick as I can. I love my Zildjians. I do. Mm -hmm. But, bro. What is wrong with you, Zildjian? (laughs) Seriously. Seriously, that's a drop on our show. And I just know that every time I hear a drummer, like I hear Mike Johnston, and I'm like, dang, his cymbals sound good. And so I, I, I think I'm uh, moving to this like dark, trashy world of cymbals. And Minel's just sounds so yeah. good, dude. They just sound so good. I want to be a Minel. Minel, like hit me up, bro. <laughs> Like seriously, Dude, I get a, yeah. like I got to deal with with Zildjian, but it's not like an exclusive thing. Like I'm not on their their website and all that stuff. I want to be a minor artist so mm-hmm. bad, Phil. I can tell you're putting in the universe. I'm putting in the universe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna have love that. I would yeah. jump at that opportunity. Jump at it. Yeah, man. promote them every I'm day on our show. So happy about it. That is so yeah. All my dope. faves, the minor artist. It's the best. It is yeah. so cool. Why don't you just rub it in, man? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your your symbol setup? My symbol setup? Um, I guess the main one that I used on this tour, I had the jazz hat, the the jazz thin hat, 14-inch. Those are cool. Nice. Um, I had the 20-inch vintage crash. That's probably my favorite symbol. Um, I had the 21 inch transition ride, Mike Johnson ride. That thing is nice. unbelievable. So versatile, so pingy. It's great. Um, I was using like a tiny stack with the 10 inch, I think vintage splash. Um, and the, on the bottom, the 10 inch dual splash, I think is what it's called. Cool. Um, and I had like the mounted tambourine that was so much fun to play with. And my last crash was 18 inch vintage pure. Cool. Yeah. Or extra dry. Extra dry. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing, man. I wouldn't, yeah. I don't know anything. I've played Zildjian for so long. Like I don't know anything about any other symbol company, but Zildjian. And so, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, but man, I want to like, <sighs> I just wish I could just go and try out Minels and just be like, oh, I love it. But every time, like every time I hear Chris Coleman, every time I hear Mike Johnson, I heard your cymbal set up. I was like, dang, those cymbals sound so good. They're so, like, the, the, especially those, these dry cymbals, they got this sound now, you know, or like these bright, yeah. like these, these bright cymbals, like they're just, they're great, man. I want to play Minel, Phil. 
Dang it. And like, then they have like extra stuff. Like, I have a mine old cajon, Phil. I'm sorry, I have a, I do have a cajon. Oh, God. Phil hates cajones. I just, me too, me I too. I just <laughs> it in my mouth. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, it's fine, but they have all this extra stuff like tambourines and shakers and like percussion stuff yeah, that they can add to your mix. They have like, Zildjian yeah. has some great stacks and stuff, but like, Minel has some really dope stacks, bro. Like, I love mm-hmm. Minel. I never thought I would say this, but I want to play Minel so bad. I can tell. Gosh. <laughs> You're looking at me. Like, looking at me, Phil, you know, I have, like, a different haircut now. Like, I'm a different guy. Yeah, where's the real Corey? I'm like, he left. You... He left two weeks ago on a cruise ship, and he, now I've got you. <laughs> Couldn't you see me playing Minel, though? I could. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just... And, like, the coolest drummers are playing mine all day right, right now. Like, it's, like, the younger, hipper guys that we all love. They make great symbols. Gosh dang it. Anyway. Back want to, to play Mino. What's the biggest thing of your career, Corey? Me? <laughs> it would be it would be playing Mino, dude, to be honest. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I always say a different... I, do, I always say a different one. Um... I've said many a time, like walking on stage and, you know, the lights go out and then you walk on stage and the crowd cheers. And that's like a that's a moment that always gives me chills. I love that. I've mentioned like Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned like teaching and seeing your student grow. Um, I had like a monumental moment where I think one of my students parents didn't even realize it. but one of my younger students, he's 10 years old, came to a shed that we had over here. And it wasn't like a crazy shed where it was like all these gospel dudes. It was just like a lot of local guys. And then and then um, some other really like Kevin came through, Kevin Aguchi, Carson came through and, you know, some, some really great drummers came through. So but my student jumped in the mix 10 years old and I was really just i had a moment like where i was like oh my gosh this is so cool i'm seeing him (laughs) practice like use the stuff that we've been working on and um that is so cool that was like a really cool moment where i was like i'm i see the gears turning i see he's trying stuff i'm seeing him pick up on other stuff that other drummers are doing and then he's going for stuff he's being creative he's really cool that's that's really cool but years old and it's from chef yeah awesome yeah it was so so awesome but um, I think for me right now, a biggest the biggest accomplishment in my career is like trying to grow this the drum brigade and then doing this podcast where it was just a fun idea that Phil and I had, where it was just like we just wanted, like I got a lot to say. I mean, I think people realize that now <laughs> with my soapbox and everything. Um, but I never thought it would grow into having great drummers on our show, you know, and like seeing these great drummers that it's all part of like our whole mission, I guess, like where I don't like feeling intimidated by drummers that are better than me or like have different skills or doing something that I can't accomplish. I don't like feeling like intimidated, but that's normally how I would feel before. And now it's like, I feel like, you know, we could see all these great drummers like yourself and be like, dude, we should have her on, you know? And we've had like some great, like names on our show, like like Thomas Lang and Daniel yeah. Glass and Kirky B and like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And these guys are happy to come on and like hang out with us like you are, you know, and just like 
you know, people with thousands and thousands of followers like you and just come on and hang out on our janky show that we, me and Phil just decided to like have a drum platform for drummers who have something to say. I think that's dope. <laughs> that's yeah, a big this accomplishment. Is, this is dope. This is very fun. Cool. This is a very fun platform you guys have got. Thank yeah. you. Um, Funky yeah, Phil, what's course. yours? Man, that was well said, Corey. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, now I now I want to say the podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, I usually say that it's uh, just the fact that I can make a like I'm able to make a living as a professional musician. Yeah, and I've, you know I've got two kids and a wife, and you know it's it feels great. You know, that's all I wanted to do when I was younger was be uh, mm-hmm. just play drums. Yeah, and that's what I get to do. That's cool. And we got a super cool yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just straight had Madden on today. Just, you know, it's all good. Just one of the baddest chicks out there playing drums. You know, it's all good. Yeah, she, no. she likes the podcast. <laughs> I do. That's I was listening a bunch yesterday. Man, thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I will continue listening. Phil, I thought yeah. this, this... I just, I have to... I just have to add, with the accomplishments, I can't discredit the the tour I was on yeah. this year. That is also, that's got to be equal with the minor thing. I could not have imagined that happening in a oh, million yeah. years. Well, you better, you better get used to that, because... <laughs> I don't know if I ever will, really. <laughs> Phil, I thought your, your biggest accomplishment was when you played this drum, Phil. I wish... <laughs> I am not Jeff Endike. Aren't you, though? I'm not. You know that's really you, Phil. Dude. Uh... <laughs> this one? <laughs> bop, bop. I'm the sorry. Tone, the tone. <laughs> the tone of those toms. You know who Jeff Endike is? Matty? No. No? Oh, man. He's on the East Coast. He's in New that, York. No, it sounds, sounds familiar. He's a New York guy? Yeah. yeah he's in New York. New Yorker. Um, you know, how do you work on that? We, like, w- I, what's the word, Phil? We are obsessed with this guy. <laughs> it's like, if you, don't, if you don't know what he is, you're like, why are they playing these random drums? You just got to go look up some YouTube videos. It's amazing. You'll, you'll get it right away. <laughs> <laughs> if you look up Jeff Endike, I'll, I'll have to send you a link, but... um. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, do it. He's amazing. He's amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. All right, Madden. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. Really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, um, of course. Thank you again for having me. It's um, very fun. If you ever want to come in and like hang out with us when you're in San Diego, want to come and shed with us. Yeah. Want to come on the show? Are you coming to yeah, Nam? Yeah, we'll absolutely hit you up. Cool. Are you coming I, to Nam this year? No, I did not make. <laughs> I didn't make plans to this year, okay. but I think next year I got to make the move. Cool. I, I want to go for sure. Sweet. Yeah. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Madden Class. Okay. My name. All right. M a d d e n k l a s s. You can um, follow her. Yeah, you see, got it. See videos, all that stuff. Um, follow her on tour, all that jazz. Dude, you want to see some seriously like dope drumming? 
Go for, check it out. For real. For real. <laughs> Madden, thank you so much. Hey, and, um, thank you. I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Sure. Ew. Gosh dang it. Bro, that was dope. You owe me a new microphone. Sorry, Funky Phil. What can I do? I'm just kidding. Yeah, that Um, was fun. Madden class. Dude. Guys, when I say this, this chick is... I keep. I gotta stop saying chick. <laughs> Madden is such a phenomenal, phenomenally skilled drummer. Like I was pouring on the compliments pretty thick, Phil. But they're rightly she deserves rightly them. so. Yeah. When you guys see this girl play, you'll see what I'm saying. This this girl is so good at drums. She rips. God. Ah, uh, dude, freaking mine will think so. So what else do I need to say? My dream symbol company. Now. Yeah, not dream symbols, Phil. <laughs> uh, thanks to Madden for coming on, really. Like, that was, that was really great. And, um, yeah, go, go follow her. Go check it out. She's really great at drums. Really great. Truth. True, true, true statement. Um, that was a great interview, too. Very just laid back, down to earth, chilling out. You know, it's all... Way that's just the way we are, drummer gay drummers, you know, just hanging out. Yep, chatting it up. Yep. Um, Funky Phil, tell me about last night. The worst part of your last two weeks. You got it, my buddy. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Here's the list of my um. Here's the list of my soapboxes. I got Hepcat, faster, no wait, slower. Got, that's all one? That's that's one soapbox. Okay. Hepcat, dash, faster, no wait, slower, no wait, faster. Okay. I got D for a cop in Florida. D <clears throat> for a cop? He was a straight up pure D oh. for a cop. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I get it now. D is not for donuts, Phil. Okay. Okay. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I got Gwyn, louder, no wait, softer. No wait, quieter. That's title of one of my soapboxes. Okay. Uh, I've got, I've got money, homeless guy. Okay. Um. Can I sing the Eminem part? That's a soapbox, man. Uh, this is quite a menu. Get off the stinking stage. Is another one. And the one that I was going to go with is Bancroft Bar from last night. That is that is an extensive menu you have. Yeah. Oh, and while we were just on break, I added, I got to be gone by 1.30. Quote, unquote, funky Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so which one is it going to be? Bancroft Bar? All right, you got it. Wait, Let's I already hit that. the button. <laughs> All right. Last night I played with T. Gross, my band. Yeah. It was a, it was, you know, it's always fun to play with those guys. Uh huh. But dude, dude, these, these, these guys, these are my buddies. It's a friend band. We put out an album. We're not really trying to make it, you know. If that happens, okay, all good. But, you know, we just, we'll play a gig here and there and it's good times. Yeah. Um, it's more about the hang. It's more about, 
playing cool music, challenging Bang. ourselves a little bit. So you guys played at Bancroft Bar? <coughs> I don't know where this is. This place sucks. Where is it? It's in La Mesa. Okay. It might as well be the OC Tavern of San Diego. Ooh. Place is a joke. Mm. Okay. I am so tired of these kind of gigs. Now, look, I understand Tigros is not the biggest band in the world, and we got to take what we can get. Like, we play at the Casbah all the time. Casbah is cool, but, you know, it's a bit divey. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like a staple in San Diego. It it's, is. Like, it's like the uh, troubadour of San Diego. Um, anyways, Bancroft Bar is just like OC Tavern in the sense that it's the biggest dive in San Diego. One of. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's like next to an auto dealership kind of thing. A liquor store is next door. It's, La Mesa isn't like the best place anyways. It's kind of the hood in East County, San Diego. Some parts. There's, there, it's coming up. There are some parts that are nice. But what I'm saying is I pull up to this place. It's a dive bar. It looks like a biker bar. Sweet. It's a total dive. This place sucks. <laughs> the stupid idiot that is the door guy. I never saw him once not smoking. Okay. Standing outside smoking. Dude, to each his own. You want to smoke and kill yourself, go ahead. But this dude is a, gives a new meaning to chain smoker. Whoa. This place, I'm already annoyed when I walk in like I shouldn't be playing this kind of place. This is not my kind of place. I've moved on from my career. I've made accomplishments. I just got off the Flog and Molly cruise. And then here I am, Barcroft or whatever it's called, Bancroft Bar. Okay. I walk in. We're the first band. We already know we're first on the bill. We already know that we're playing first. We want to play first so we can just play and then dip out. We're mm-hmm. opening for like the worst bands in San Diego, dude. Maybe not the worst. But okay. I'm just saying, I'm not saying we're better than these guys. Yeah, you are. But <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Because these guys are these guys are like us in the sense that they're just trying to get some gigs and play and they're they're everybody's very nice. Okay. But I'm just kind of like, dude, I'm sick. My neck is out. You just got back from a cruise. I'm just not in the mood. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, trying to, trying to, we're like, okay, well, they told us to be here at six, six, loading at six, start playing at seven. But then the bar is like, no, you guys don't play till nine. So now I'm here six, seven, eight, nine, three hours early. Hmm. I'm not cool with that, Phil. Yeah. But then they're like, well, I don't, the, the smoking door guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We have to wait for the sound man to get here. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I, he, all I know is we normally open doors at eight and we start playing at nine. So, and they're, we're like, no, we talked to him. He said seven. Okay. Well, well then you guys can bring your stuff in, but it has to be up against that wall. You have to put it up against that wall and do not step on the stage. Cool. Okay. Cool. Good. Seems like a lot of rules, but good start. Okay. And so now, now me is coming out, and I'm <laughs> walking around. Guys, do not look at the stage. What did I say? Why are you looking at the? Are you thinking about the stage? <laughs> Don't think about the stage. I'm being a jerk. Shouldn't be like that. I know, but dude, come on. What? What's with the rules, bro? Well, I've gotten yelled at before for for letting a band set up, and you know it's not time yet. Oh, okay. So in five minutes, it'll, everything's good. We can look at the stage and we can go on the stage. Just set your stuff on the side. Okay, got it. Set my stuff on the side. Sound guy rolls in. This guy's a freaking fool. Total fool. Sweet. 
Again, tons of rules. Okay, you guys can set up now. Oh, we can set up now. Oh, okay. You sure? You're good? Can I look at it? I can step foot on it. Was he there at seven? Yeah, like a little after seven, I guess. Okay. So we're like, or he was like there before, like at like probably six fifteen or something. Okay. So we're like, okay, cool. Set up my drums. It's just the bottom of the barrel, dude. I'm opening the show for the openers of the opening, opening, opening act. The side stage of like the I don't know. This, this is, this a, is Sunday. a dive dive bar in San Diego. I'm opening the show Sunday night. Yeah. So I start okay. setting up my stuff. Tigros. The thing about Tigros is we have all the best equipment you can possibly find. So everybody thinks we're like these young guys, these rich kids that are like privileged and have all this equipment that they don't know how to use. Yeah. But they are sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I pull out my kit and then people start, Oh man, that's a nice drum set. Whoa. Look. Oh man. So I hate like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people try to like, like these bar band guys try to like talk to you about your kit. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, just whatever, man. Like, I, you know, I'm, I know, I get it. I'm trying to be nice, but I don't want to really talk to you, dude. I don't really <laughs> want to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this dude is like, oh, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, man, that's a nice kit, man. Oh, dude, I, I don't get to see, I don't see, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see ma- the Masters of Maple, you know, in the wild very often. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know it's. Yeah, it's it's a nice kit, you know, and I'm just kind of trying to set my stuff up. And yeah, I, you know, I've only seen you guys in some band that I've never heard of. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is, man. Sorry. And he's just like, well, you know, I'm just saying you guys are the only two guys that I've ever seen play these drums. And normally, normally it's coming from a place of like, it's like a diss, you know, like, and I'm just like, I, I don't care if you like my drums or not. They're, uh-huh. they're the drums I play. I like them. I chose them. I have an endorsement with them. I know it's it, it. I just just stop talking to me, dude. Okay. Like I'm I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I am being a jerk because I'm sick and I don't feel like it. I'm opening a show at the worst <laughs> bar in San Diego. Okay. Set up my kit. This fool of a freaking sound man puts a kick drum mic in. I have no idea. I didn't even look at the mic because I didn't want to be mad. There's one other mic. Puts it on the floor, Tom. Does that make sense to you? That's it. That's it. Just kicking a floor tom. Kicking a floor tom. No mic on the snare. No overhead. Dude, I have mics with me, and I'm not even going to be like, yo, you want me to. I mean, I guess I could kind of see. Pro. Just because the the frequency range is the most likely to get swallowed up in a stage mix, if that's all you got. I mean, I would have went with snare. Yeah, but a snare will cut through a lot. Well, if you know how to hit it, Phil. Okay, well, yeah. thankfully, I have a Masters of Maple but snare. It's, it's solid. Like, it is very unconventional to just mic a kick drum and a floor tom, for sure. That's weird. Not trying to, like, <laughs> pat myself on the back, but I know how to hit a snare. I guess you do. Okay? I'm just saying. So, thankfully, I don't feel like I really needed that snare, but the band after us, that fool, did not know how to hit a snare. Oops. And, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I keep coughing, getting worked up, Phil. You couldn't hear it. I bet you could hear that floor tom. <laughs> Bro. Okay, back to when we're loading on stage. We have a lot of equipment. We load up. Our bass player sees a cable on stage. It's there for the there to be used, right? The guy plugs it into his amp, and then the sound man comes on stage, and he's like, he's like, 
Did anybody use the cord that was on the stage? He's like already aggressive. <clears throat> and the bass player's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it was me, man. I just saw it there and I thought it was for me to plug in my amp. And he's like, bro, I told you guys, if you're going to use something, you have to let me know. Ooh. And he's like, oh, okay, man, I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. He's like, you just got to let me know. That's what I said in the first place. Just let me know. Ooh. I'm like, oh, boy. Zesty. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now I can't not say something, Phil. I can't not say something. And so I go, I go I'm, I'm sorry, man. Hey, was there an email that was sent out with all these rules? I'm like, because it seems like it all started with not getting on the stage. Now the cable... I, I can't keep up with all these rules. Did you send out an email or something to let us know? He's like, no, I let you know when you first got here. And I'm like, well, that's weird because when we first got here and we were loading in, I didn't see you. I saw another guy that opened the door for us, but I didn't see you. And he's like, I was here. And I'm like, not going to argue. Not going to argue with you, dude. I'm just saying, like, I didn't say this, but I was like, just saying, you need to pipe down. You didn't say nothing about you got to ask me first. We're just supposed to read minds at your dive bar, you know? And now all of a sudden, first of all, why do you have so many rules at this stupid piece of crap bar? <laughs> Don't look at the stage. Don't step foot on the stage. Load your stuff in against this wall. Don't use the cord unless you ask me first. Do not mic the snare. Only mic the floor, Tom. Like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> What kind of place is this? Why are you acting like this place is so prestigious and like we're so like we've never played on a stage before? Yeah, I mean, I'm so tired of that. That's exactly how the sound man is at OC Tavern. That guy sucks, dude, and that place sucks. Yeah, to me, there's there's really not. I feel like there's never really an excuse to just be like a jerk like that. It's always those guys at those places. The worst stages you can play on yeah are the guys that are treating it like you're playing the freaking wembley arena yeah it's like have you looked around you smell it you smell this place <laughs> it smells like how it looks this place is a piece of trash <laughs> like what the heck is going on and it's always the same thing dude we're the opening band with the nice equipment and after the show they can't pay us enough compliments and by that time i'm over it like, stop talking to me. You yeah. are the biggest jerk, and then you hear us play. Man, you guys are great. The sound man immediately comes up to me and is like, man, what a beautiful kit, man. That thing sounds so great. I'm just like, thanks, man. I just start loading stuff out. Like, just get me out of this stupid smelly bar. I yeah. cannot even handle it. Do you think they gave us one single beer, like one single drink ticket or one single thing on the house? Absolutely not. My guys are buying beers, buying waters, the same way it was at OC Tavern. Thank goodness yeah. I'm sick. I didn't have one single drink from that place. I loaded my drums out and sat in my car until everybody was ready to dip out. And then we went and ate and had fun somewhere else. And everybody in the band was the same way. Like, I cannot wait to get out of this place. Man, that sounds like fun. Dude, <laughs> if you guys ever want to go to a bar, don't go to Bancroft Bar. That place sucks. I will put that on the avoid list. Okay. Stop <laughs> acting like your place is the best place in San Diego to play. Uh, your place is a dive. You don't even have enough mics. You put a mic on the floor, Tom, and that's it, you jerk. You jerk. Stop with that. Stop with the... What is with the freaking rules, dude? What is with the rules? Yeah. 
And then you expect me to just know. Don't if I use this, I better ask. It's sitting on the stage. Don't leave it on the stage, then you moron. Keep it behind the sound thing. Does anybody need a cable while you're holding it? But don't yell at my guy when it's sitting there for him to use. Stupid, stupid idiot. Dang. Bancroft Bar, right stop with yourselves. That was a good one. Jump off the boat that I was just on. You know, I'm. Yeah, I had that. I I mentioned him earlier, the sound guy I had recently. And it yeah. was just like, I just don't get the attitude, man. And like the unwillingness to make a band comfortable on yeah. stage. Like half of your job is to make sure the band half. is Half, that is, is their job. Well, that and making sure it sounds good in the house. I get, You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but it's, it's both. You got to make it. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I mean, a lot of times sound like i've noticed butting heads with sound guys that are obsessed with making the front of house sound good and could care less about how you feel on stage and that's like i feel like it's a mindset problem like they're not taking the the how comfortable the artist is serious enough you know what actually sorry phil trying to hear that right now i gotta step back into the soapbox for a minute because i didn't even talk about my mix oh dude okay first of all we set up everything he line checks okay when you're doing a proper sound check yeah big stage whatever what's the first thing they start with kick exactly yeah start with a kick it's one of the only mics i have dude he starts with like i can't even think like he did the kick last that's all i'm gonna say he wasn't even going to do it. I had to say, hey, can I get some kick in the mix? And then he was just like, what? Oh, okay. We, we, he doesn't d- let us do a sound check. He just does a line check of everything. And he's like, you guys want to just start 730? It's 724. <laughs> 724. You want to start at 730? Um, okay. Like, Can we just start? Yeah, just like maybe take a minute, go to the bathroom, grab a drink, and then and then you guys can start. Huh. Okay. More rules. More rules. So we don't get to do a song, don't get to run anything. We're just like they're like, should we do a song? He's already gone. You just did a Outside line smoothing. a line check. You didn't yeah. get to play through anything? Nothing. Even? What? Yeah, nothing. Get okay. back on stage. So everything was working. He checked every mic, he checked everything. He didn't check the floor tom, didn't check the kick drum. I had to ask for the kick drum. Mm. was like forget it forget the floor tom i don't even care about that walk outside uh go i i literally walked out from the back of my drums walked to the back of the bar sat down for one minute and then walked back to my drums and sat down and was like okay ready to play while we're waiting to get on stage it's it's literally it's literally seven it it's like 729 it turns to 730 one of the other guys comes up to us. He's wearing like a PlayStation shirt and he's like, like super nervous. Hey, Hey guys, how's it going, man? Great to see you again. And I'm, I'm over it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Like a guy that works there. No, he's or, a, another, it, band. another band. Okay. Okay. He goes, um, I was just wondering what, what time are you guys going to play? And, um, the, the guitar player's like, well, we're supposed to play right now. And he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, can we, can we, you know, can we basically like basically chop chop like let's get started. let's get started? He's like, um, okay, yeah. Can we can we can you guys you know do you mind 
getting started because, you know, I just started a new job and I, I start at 7 a.m. So, <laughs> dude, 729, 7.30, he's walking up to us. <laughs> uh, I start a new job in the morning at 7 a.m. And, oh you know, if God. we could just get started. That's amazing. I start laughing and I walk away like, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm like, I can't, dude. I just can't. The rules, dude. This show. <laughs> I can't. And it's so seven, I'm like. 730. 730. What, what are you guys doing? Like 45 minutes? Bro, not even. Like 30, like, 30 minutes if we're lucky. <laughs> 30 minutes if we're lucky. I, <laughs> dude, that one minute. That one minute. Like, can we, can you guys mind just getting, and he was like, granted, he was very nice, but do, do you guys mind getting started? I just, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I start a new job and I start at 7.30 a.m. Oh. Like, why didn't you go on first then, fool? Get out of here. <laughs> I can't even, the, I can't believe this place. We go and sit behind the drums, sit, sit get on stage, we're plugged in. <laughs> Soundman's nowhere to be found. He's outside smoking. Classic. Classic. We get in there, start. I'm like, look, guys, let's just start with some noise so that he can get the levels. We didn't do a sound check. He'll get the levels right. Bro, our mix is completely gone, completely different. There's no vocals at all in the front of house. There's no keyboard in the front of house at all. None in my mix. The, the, <laughs> like one of the samples is so loud. No bass. He won't, that's another rule. You're not allowed to have your amps turned loud, like how you get your sound. You have to have them basically like a quarter of what your normal volume is so they can make them loud in the front. Meanwhile, we can't hear. So the dude's doing a solo that's like wailing and it sounds like he's playing in his living room. <laughs> <clears throat> I go, we start the song and I'm like already thrown off because one of the samples that some of the, one of the other guys plays is in a, like it's a different time and I'm not used to hearing that sample. And so it's throwing me off. So I'm like, I, you know, I can't tell him turn that down and turn. I'm just making the best of it. But then the dude starts singing and it's like, he has no vocals. We just literally six minutes ago, we just line checked everything in that six minutes between you telling us to go take a break and him going out to go freaking have a cigarette. Somehow you lost everything that we just did. Wow. Everything's gone. I'm like, so we start playing. I'm like motioning to him, please turn up the, the vocals, turn up the vocals. He's like bumping my, my SPDSX, like bumping it through the roof. Huh? And I'm like this freaking guy. <laughs> and so I'm just like, whatever. So he finally gets it that the vocals need to be turned up. He like they're Thank goodness. I had earplugs in, but they're Cranked. blowing my face off loud. Oof. They're ridiculous all i hear is vocals the freaking sample that i'm not supposed to hear thankfully i hear my kick drum and that's basically it. no bass no guitars we're a guitar heavy band dude no guitars nothing i'm just like let me just get out of this 30 minute set as quick as i can play some stuff dip out and that's what happened I ain't trying to hear that right now. That's um, crazy, guys. Hey, sorry. Um, do you mind getting started? Do you mind getting started? Um, seven thirty, <laughs> bro. Where do you work? Fool's wearing a PlayStation shirt. You work at PlayStation. I gotta be at work at seven. So does everybody else, fool. 
I'm guessing your whole band has to be to work at 7.30, bro. Not one of them fools are full-time Welcome musicians. to the workforce, Exactly. Buddy. And you know what? It's, da- it's the opposite of daylight savings now. So, like, you really get it. It's really 8.30, dude. Like, calm down, bro. It's like, is, a, is one minute really going to make that big of a difference? That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. These people, the audacity. That's good. I love All right. it. Well, yeah. That's, That's so my funny. soapbox. I'm going to have to save. I don't, I don't understand why more clubs don't just do like a, those my mix things, you know, where Bro. they where you can just be like, okay, everyone has in-ears. Trust We've me. got personal mixers. And then the problem solved. They don't even have to worry about stage volume being too loud because everyone will not, have it in their ears. This is not that kind of place. This yeah. is not an in-ear place. This place is like... Think about the trashiest bar, like blues band you can ever imagine, and then think about like even worse than that. That's who should be playing this this place. Yeah, but I, I guess my point is, you can get one of those personal mixers for the same amount that you spend on a floor wedge. Yeah. So why don't you just get those, and then, and then not have the problems that you deal with with maybe floor you, wedges. Maybe you invest in like one like maybe you invest in like an overhead or maybe you invest in like one mic maybe you just invest in learning how to do sound yeah snare mic might be good maybe you invest in like just easing up and not having so many regimented rules fool (laughs) fool (laughs) gosh these people (laughs) but then you look around the bands that we're playing with and you just it's just it's just what it is yeah that's 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 it man you know it's uh, it was good though. We did good. We played a good show. I'm sure you did. So, I guess we're gonna have to get into my other soapboxes next week. Yeah, maybe we'll just have a soapboxathon. Maybe. I I do. I'm sure I'm gonna have more in the showcase <laughs> tonight. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh boy. If you have a spare bass drum head, I would bring it. Really? Yes. I just played there the other day. Duct tape. Oh, boy. All over the patter. My pedal was sticking to it. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Duct tape. What am I going to do? Bring an old kick head. Yeah, I think I got a Remo. I'll just bring that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Take one for the team again, freaking tin roof. Yeah. I mean, I did the lot. I put all the other Tom heads on there. That's true. Why do why does the drum brigade have to freaking support the tin roof? A huge chain of restaurants, huge chain of restaurants. Why can't we just get new heads, spend seventy five bucks, seventy bucks, sixty bucks? I don't, yeah, dude, can't you? Can't, or at least if you have like an impact pad, I'd bring one of those. Or well, is it like duct tape? Like it's torn and it's that's the only thing holding. It I don't together? know because I play. There's it a on. patch. There's like a one foot. One square foot patch, like squ- patchwork of duct tape on the batter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not on a- the inside either. So it's on the outside. So your beater, my beater by the end of the night was like, you know, worked its way through at least one layer of tape and was covered oh in glue. My God, dude. This place. So you're pedal, like, <laughs> trying to do quick business and your beater is sticking to the, p- <laughs> the head. I should put it on there and write on a marker like this drum head was provided by the drum brigade. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just bring something. Trust me. You're wow. you're going to be in a bad mood. Uh, I hate that place. 
<laughs> um, well, I guess you'll know what my soapbox is about next week. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do about that. I feel like they should pay me for that drumhead. They would. They probably would if you bring one. If you're like, yo, just hit me, Venmo me, whatever. But what sh- what should I do? Talk to Ryan? No. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Sean, I've I've dealt with it before, and Sean gave me. But that last time I was like, no, they're just old used heads. I don't want yeah. anything. But I mean, a bass drum head is expensive, though. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. You could ask Ryan. I'm sure he would like talk to the manager. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we can't play our show and I'm providing it for every drummer that goes in there and beats those drums to heck and back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. Maybe they replaced it since then, but it's only been a couple days. So All I doubt right. it. I'm going to bring one then. All right. Funky Phil. It's been real. It's been show 62. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Don't go away again. Yeah. We needed to do this show, man. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I was excited to come in and take this thing by the horns, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so grateful for Matt in class to come in and um, come on the phone and hang with us today. Thank you very much, Madden, and um, all that stuff. Thank you, Funky Phil, for producing the show and setting all this stuff up. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, providing us with just wonderful class A content for today. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, uh, you know, just top form, Phil. Top form. Um, I'm going to go beat things with sticks. Probably get a burrito first. I feel so stinking sick. Fighting, Phil. Uh, Fighting. I hope you feel better. Yeah. So um, that's it. It's the Drum Brigade podcast. Drumbrigade.com. Uh, follow Matt in class, M-A-D-D-E-N-K-L-A-S-S on Instagram. Funky Phil, just kidding. Phil Pardell, P-H-I-L-P-A-R-D-E-L-L.com, CoreyKingston.com, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. Follow my, uh, go watch my documentary that just came out. It's good. 30 minutes. See my face. Talking about ska music, fool. Woo! Yeah. This is the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 62. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell. My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on a spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's, it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on any decision to do with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been. Kirky B, Kirk Biscara. So I use his sticks. I go in there and played that song, The Bird, and um, oh, Jungle Love. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way. Oh, my God. And I, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Timbo from Kino. Tim Baltes. 
I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I had I, I ate like two pounds of asparagus this morning. <laughs> And it was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him so he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. Oh. My pee smelled like nuclear waste, all right? Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed for him, you know, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to like defend myself right now. Yeah. That the, where the whole world just kind of turns into laser beam. That that was like three hours of the show. Like, I <laughs> I was in like a fight with Broadway for wow. like three hours. Oh, <laughs> Mark DiCiani. That single sentence or two started me on the path over the last 10, 12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience, neurology, wow. cognitive psychology, genetics, brain lateralization, brain plasticity, because Man. the way that we as drummers develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills. And so our brains, our nervous systems, our bodies work the same way. Tosh the drummer. Guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> three drum solos. Oh my gosh. I, we opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And we, and then the right before the encore, we did I did like a like a five minute drum solo, dude. And he never once. This is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything. I showed up and I played. I didn't like. They told me they were like, "Don't learn the music exact because we're gonna change it." Uh-huh. And that's kind of what they did. They like they changed it, and I played along and I just figured it out. And like they never once critiqued anything I did. Tim Fig Newton. I play a lot of doubles and singles, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can, you know, kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want. Yeah. I, I gravitate towards like weird sounding patterns and 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 things that aren't normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, people always come up to me and they're like, "Oh, your approach is so different. Like, how do you think to phrase these these things like that?" And I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I hear. It's just, you know, that's what comes out. Fredo Ortiz. So he shows me some licks, and he's like, you'll be all right, man. It's just like, do your thing. He's like, actually, he's like, you're going to get to be free to do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like they're asking you to, like, you know, do anything specific because all the music you're doing is pretty much, you know, just Latin jazz, like improv and, right. and jamming and just, you know, keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and, and I took that and and totally did not have to apply any of that when the first show came about, which was uh, Australia and I think Melbourne. So the, the, the first tour, like, straight sent me to Australia for oh three weeks and then another two weeks in, in Easter Asia. So that was my first time out of the country doing wow. music, you know. I mean, besides... Um, Yeska, like Yeska went to Finland and stuff, but okay. this was like seriously like my first time. I went with the DC Boys, and they were headlining. Oh my this god! Festival. <laughs> That's awesome. 